on that hunger and that dedication. And there was many young people saved. I wasn't around in those early few years. There was two or three hundred got saved in, in, in their home, went off to churches, and uh, God was doing great things in those days. And here they were, little group of them. And uh, I, I think God gave Burton Mag a baton with a simple vision to see those young people that had joined themselves to them disciple. And in 1978, Burton Meg and another eight young people who had pooled some money, and there was another 20 or so, they brought their savings down the road here and bought a 10-acre property down on Williams Road. And uh, Burton Meg were amazing, really. I mean, when you think about it, I'm handing a baton on at about, I'm, I'm six, 62. Bert was getting going at 65. And to put, in, put, put in a lot of good years from then on. So they had some flaws, but in the midst of the imperfection, God continued to bless the hunger. And the presence of God was here all through those years. And he met with us and he changed our lives. And we were blessed and it just grew, and we sent hundreds of thousands of dollars to missions works that we engage with. We built this um, building here at the front in 1989, and over those early years, we purchased seven more 10-acre properties and built five homes and lived radical lives in community. But the main attraction was God's presence. That's what got me here. That's the thing when I walked down the road as a young pot smoke and um, um, just lost young guy at 21 and in, in 1981 and came here and just the power, the presence of God touched my life and I got saved and my life changed and I was thirsty for that ever since. And I think that's what's kept me here is that that lampstand, that presence is still here. He has a plan and it's still unfolding and our best years are still ahead. Bert and Meg held a little bit of a tight grip on that baton, I think, until 2002. And uh, we endured a few painful years during the last years of their leg. But fortunately, all through those, the years when Bert and Meg were here, Sarah and Stuart had faithfully served the vision of this house and they'd faithfully loved all of us. And they're here today, wherever they are. I don't know where Sarah and Stuart are. Where are they? Down. I just want to honour Sarah and Stuart today. One of my first years as a Christian was living in their home with their two little kids and some precious times. And uh, I can remember when Debbie and me got married, you know, it's the year before I got married, married to live with them. We, was, we, were, we obviously got a bit close because they gave their, the kids gave their teddy bears to me and Deb as uh, wedding gifts, you know. They wanted them for our kids. And it was really sweet times. And Sarah and Stuart loved us. And thankfully, they took up the baton in 2002. I think if it was not for Stuart and Sarah, this church could have melted away into just other places. But they lovingly and skillfully cared for this people back into health. We held on to what was good, we let go of what was not. We connected with the, with, with the wider body of churches, 
And everyone loved Stuart. And so everyone soon loved all of us as well. And um, Sarah and Stuart carried the baton with incredible diligence, faithfulness and grace until they passed it on to Debbie and me in 2015. Might ask Deb to come up and join me while I'm doing this bit. Come on up, Deb. Last week we had 94 kids out the back. There was 88 in here. Someone's doing a good job, you know. I'm not sure if it's me, but anyway. It's been a privilege for us to have, to have had the opportunity to serve this church in this capacity for the last, I don't know, six and a bit years. Um, if you take it on when you're 55... Your first thoughts are looking for who's next. <laughs> you know, might sound a bit strange, but you do. I mean, if you're thinking generationally, if you're thinking about the church, if you're thinking about the plan of God, you're thinking, why am I doing this at this age? And it, it was in my heart that this day would happen and we would have Ben and Rach here. And it's been, I'm, I'm just thankful for the time we've had and the chance to serve you all. Deb and me, we're both thrilled. We're thanking you all for, trust, for, for putting your trust in us to care for the church. Our love for all of you has only grown stronger and deeper. Our hope is that under our care, the church has gone forward. Whatever good has been done has been achieved because of a team. There's a lot of people here that have been part of a ministry team and eldership and, and a board and They'll all come up in a little while and pray with us all. And there's too, too many to thank now, but, but I do want to thank Deb. Um, she won't like me for it. I'll get in trouble when I get home, perhaps. But I just want to thank Deb for just being, being with, 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 with me. And I think Ben will appreciate it as well. You might have a call of God on your life. You might want to do things, but I tell you, God has someone else that's going to uh, make sure it happens, you know, and uh, Debbie's been just wonderful to me and I just want to thank her for all she's done for the church in this time as well. Which brings us to today, and I'd just like Ben and Rach to come up if they could. I know they've got a lot of kids, and, but um, today Debbie and I get to pass on the baton to Ben and Rach. We might just sort of all face here, I'll just say a few more words. Ben and Rach, we do this with great joy, really do, deep, exciting joy. You look really glowing today, Rach. <laughs> what a great couple, eh? Yeah. With great expectancy for what God is ahead for this church. Just the presence of God here today is enough to excite me what God has ahead. Debbie and me intend to keep serving the ongoing vision of this house. The vision that as you guys seek, seek, seek him, he's going to place in your hearts. I'm confident of that because God wants to do something here. He's got a plan. He didn't start all this for it just to not go more than what we are. This is perfect timing. Such a good age for Ben and Rach to take on this role and this church. I believe this will take us forward. I believe this is perfect timing. Such a good age for you to take it on. Such a good age for us 
to go and enjoy some grand grandkids, just serve and just be involved in other things. Ben and Rachel have 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 faithfully served the vision of this house for over ten years, I think, in various ministries. I remember Ben. Uh, really took some initiative some years ago with my son Chris and they, they looked after a night service. It was really, really great. And um, Rach, were you married then? I think you were, yeah, been married a while. But anyway, it's been, it's, uh, Rach has been involved in that and they've just served this house in many ways. I could read the character qualifications in First Timothy, but all to say I found they tick, they tick each one. Um, I th- their, their, their lives are above reproach, they're sober. I think Ben was born a little sober, but uh, he's, you know, they're really safe, they're sound, their marriage is, is, is uh, together and, fl- and flourishing, their home is just blessed, they're self-controlled, there's no tempers, you can thank your mothers for that. Uh, they're hospitable, they're hum- humble, there's no desire put money above the call of God and their reputation outside of this house is, um, is good. And ben and Rach have equipped themselves through these years, both through life experience, study and ministry that they've done in the church. Ben brings a mix of a lot of gifts, a lot of building gifts, I reckon. I, I felt, you know, when I was, we were singing there before, Ben, I felt God almost saying, you know, come build with me, Ben. I feel he's just inviting you to build. And Ben's got a real, real sort of, a real uh, touch of a touch of faith. You know, if you hang hang around Ben, you'll have more and more faith. I think there's wisdom there. there there's a real ability to build. It might. I mean, a lot of what we're looking in here, Ben did this in four or six weeks with a team of guys, and um, whether it's this or teams, Ben's got a gift take us forward. Rach brings really great pastoral strengths, grace and a love for people. She's creative. She's got a heart for worship. And uh, Rach, I just want to say we're so grateful for you because Ben is here today because of you, you know. God has called you both into this role. You both fear God. You have a passion for the spirit and for his presence. And you both passionately desire to serve God together. And we're thankful that you carry the, the DNA of this church deep in your hearts. I want to say God is so pleased with you both. And we're thankful that you put up your hand. Because we want the church to go forward from one generation to the next. We want to pass a baton today. We want to see God keep doing his work. We're passing this baton into loving, skillful and safe hands this baton will, light, will likely hold some challenges. This was the baton. <laughs> hold some challenges and surprises. But carrying it will only grow your capacity. It'll only make you more like Jesus. You'll only be better for it. I'd just like to invite Gary Swenson to come up and join us. Gary's going to bring a charge to Ben and Rach. Um, it's not a parking ticket or anything. It's a charge for ministry for their call. And I'd also like to invite, we might just step a little bit forward, and I'd like to invite all the past elders that have been in this church, Sarah and Stuart and Gwen, Patty, Hank's not with us today, but he's with us in in spirit. Just come up and stand behind us all. We're going to pray. And um, 
Yeah, all the industry leaders and the board, all the current elders, Shane and Carol, Felicity. Um, there's a few that couldn't be here today. But let's pray. We want to grace them with strength for, the, for what God's got ahead. So, Gary, I'll hand on to you and then we're going to pray. Thank you, Jared. This is a very significant moment in the life of this church. This is not just, eh, you know, something different for a Sunday morning. This is a God-ordained occasion that has an incredible sense of God purpose and destiny about it. And, and can I say, it's not just if you as a church accept the mandate that God has on you moving forward. Even though the community at large may not realise the significance of this day, this is also a significant day for the community because of what God will do in this place in the days and the years to come. Firstly, uh, and I'm just going to take a moment. I know you're good at that, hey, Rachel, but you'll be right for a while yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I love this church. Um, in fact, I was thinking this morning, you know, if, if I lived around this area, I would come here. Seriously. I can't say that about every church. I'm in a different church every Sunday um, because I can't find one I like. Uh, no, because <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. I have the privilege, obviously, to travel and preach. And, but not every church that I go to, as good as it may be, do I feel that. But I, there's something unique and special about this church. The very fact, and Pastor Jed said it before, God is a God of generations. And it's amazing that, that Stuart and Sarah are here today. You know, Jed and Debbie are now passing the baton on one more time. That rarely happens. In fact, Stuart and Sarah, just step, just step forward for a moment. Come, come here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, just. I, this, is, this is very rare that you're in a church where you have three generations of leadership. And I just think we ought to honour God and thank God and all of these people. Yeah. Um, and I do want to take a moment this morning because with passing the baton, there's... Um, yeah, just slip into the background again, Stuart. <laughs> with passing the baton, there's, there's two runners. And I want to take just one moment to honour this couple who have been carrying the baton for the last six, seven years. And I want to pay tribute to Jared and to Debbie. It's been, it's been my absolute pleasure to be you know, connected with this church and build relationship with, with your team and with Jared and Debbie and, and Ben and Rach and the team over the last three years and to walk this journey to, to this point. Uh, absolute honour and privilege. I've got to say, Jared and Debbie, you are amongst the most selfless and... Humble people that I have the privilege to know. And you have served with integrity, with openness, with authenticity. And your heart's dedication to serve God and people is truly remarkable. You've never portrayed yourselves as superstar leaders. But the truth is that you've been incredibly effective shepherd leaders during this past season. And, um, and what God has achieved under you during this season, 
uh, is quite outstanding. God has used you to position the church for the future. And I, I'm assuming you as a church will do something to honour them. But just before we move into uh, this, this next moment, I would really like you to stand and to give a round of applause and honour Pastor Jared and Debbie this morning. Yeah, we honour you both. That probably just destroyed our friendship, um, but, but I th- honour is so important in the house of God, and, uh, and obviously, you know, you as a church will, I'm sure, do more than just a round of applause, but um, today we've arrived at this point where Ben and Rachel assume the pastorate and the leadership. This decision was not made lightly and easily, but I do love the sense, as the book of Acts says, that it seemed good to us and the Holy Ghost. It's like there's that sense. This is, it seems good to the leadership and the church. And obviously, there's a great sense this is a Holy Ghost moment. And, um, and the decision was not made lightly or, you know, we didn't draw straws, um, you know, or whatever. This, was, this has been a journey and has arrived at this moment. I, therefore, am able to stand here with absolute and genuine sense of excitement, confidence and expectation uh, for the future, um, knowing that this is a God-ordained moment, a God-ordained occasion. So as we recognise today the hand and the purpose of God, we formally and officially induct and install today Ben and Rachel into the pastorate and the leadership of this church. I want to add, however, that as essential as that is, that in itself does not guarantee future success. It's also up to those who call themselves part of this family, you who are seated here in the church today. After all, if you reflect back on the journey of uh, the children of Israel, it wasn't so much the leadership that cost uh, Israel a generation, another generation in the wilderness. It was actually the response of of people. It wasn't so much the leadership. So it's a two-way street. So today there are responsibilities to be acknowledged by Ben and Rachel, but by everyone else who's a part of this church family. I want to read the the words of the Apostle Paul to Timothy as he, Timothy was commissioned to take up leadership and ministry. 2 Timothy chapter 4. In the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine, instead to suit themselves, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you, keep your head in all situations, endure hardships, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. Let me just take a moment to read that from the message because I love just the way the message puts it into very modern language. It's not translation, but it says, I can't impress this on you too strongly. God is looking over your shoulder. Christ himself is the judge with the final say on everyone living and dead. 
He's about to break open, break into the open with his rule. So proclaim the message with intensity. Keep on your watch. Challenge, warn, and urge your people. Don't ever quit. Just keep it simple. <laughs> I love this is good, eh? You're going to find that there will be times when people have no stomach for solid teaching, but will fill up on spiritual junk food, catchy opinions. Oh, my goodness, that tickle their fancy. <laughs> They'll turn their backs on truth and chase mirages, but you, keep your eyes on what you're doing. Accept the hard times along with the good. Keep the message alive. Do a thorough job as God's servant. So Ben and Rachel, Paul charges Timothy to do several things. And I today charge you with these same responsibilities as you assume the office of shepherd and leader. Preach the word, God's truth. Be prepared in season and out of season. One of the things I've discovered in ministry is that it's not a nine to five job. Apparently there are issues outside of those hours. <laughs> People sometimes are very inconsiderate. Um, you know, they get sick out of hours. They get all sorts of things happen in pastoral life. But the truth is, in season and out of season, be ready, be prepared. Correct. That means bring adjustment. Rebuke. Oh, that doesn't go down well today. But encourage with great patience, Paul says. Keep your head in all situations. Wow. If ever that's needed in times of challenge and difficulty, it's for leaders to keep their head. Do the work of an evangelist. And that this means focus on reaching people with the gospel. And discharge, he says, all the duties of your ministry. And again, the complexity of that. You know, when I started in pastoral ministry um, back last century, well, back in last century. <laughs> careful, Shane. Um, <laughs> um, it was comparatively simple. You preach a decent word and love people, you could, you know, with God's call, you could pastor a church. These days, the complexity of life and ministry. And so Paul says, discharge all the duties of your ministry. So this was Paul's charge to Timothy, and this is my charge to you, Ben, and Rachel today. Do you accept this charge? You do. Good. It's a bit like getting married again, isn't it? Now, this is a two-edged sword, as I alluded to before. Response, there's responsibilities that you as a church have as we install this couple into the leadership of this church. Let me just give you, and I don't want to prolong this, but we don't do this often. So this is important, and it's important that you as a church hear this. Paul writes to, uh, again, he says to the Thessalonians, now we ask you, brothers, to respect those who work hard among you, who are over you in the Lord, and who even admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard in love because of their work. This is your responsibility. The message says, overwhelm them with appreciation and love. Now there's something. You reckon you could do that? Overwhelm them with appreciation and love. And he says, live in peace with each other. And then in Timothy, he says, the elders who direct the affairs of the church are well worthy of double honor, especially those whose work is preaching and teaching. The message says, give a bonus to leaders who do a good job. <laughs> I like that. The scripture says, and by the way, that was talking about material things. I know, that's not why we do it. I went into the ministry for the fame and the fortune. It was very disappointing. Um, <laughs> The truth is, if it, was about, if it was about the money, 
Ben's best to keep working in his job, okay? You don't do this for that. However, there's a responsibility for you as a church to honour them, to look after them, to love them. Um, do not entertain an accusation against an elder unless it's brought by two or three witnesses. The message says don't listen to a complaint against a leader that isn't backed up by two or three responsible witnesses. And in today's age, in today's culture of, of complaint and whinge and accusation, which is just endemic throughout our culture, now again, there's got to be a place for appropriate mechanisms for, for real issues. But don't entertain lightly an accusation against an elder. So respect and honour them, love and esteem them, don't entertain an accusation lightly and finally live in peace. So will you, and I ask you as a church, will you as a church accept this charge, committing to pray for them, to esteem them, to recognise and follow them in the Lord, to submit to God's authority in them as you live out God's will for this church? Do you as a church accept that charge and responsibility? Yeah, yeah, good. That's important. It's important. I want us to pray for this wonderful couple. I've grown to really love and appreciate them and uh, over this past season. And um, hopefully your new pastor will invite me back sometime in the future. Um, just putting that in now. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to ask Pastor Jerry and Debbie to come forward and firstly to pray for them and in this moment, because there's a mantle that gets passed, there's a baton, this is, this is a spiritual moment. So Pastor Jed, would you please lead us in prayer? Lord Jesus, we just know that we're in your presence today. Lord, we just acknowledge, Lord, that you're here. Lord, that this church is the work of your hands and the branch of your planting. And Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for these wonderful lives, Ben and Rach, that have put up their hand to say, yes, Lord, we will follow and we will serve. And Lord, I just lay hands on Ben, Debbie and I lay hands on Ben and Rach today. Lord, we just ask you, Lord, grace them, Lord, anoint them, empower them. We pray every resource of heaven that they need would be open for them. Lord, we thank you, Lord to just bless them. Lord, we lay, it says to not lay hands on any man lightly. Lord, we just lay hands today in confidence, in expectation, with great joy. And Lord, we just pray. Lord, just open up doors that they never dreamed of. Lord, we pray that you would just, um, just bring refreshing to their soul every day. We pray, Lord, that this would be just such joy for them. And Lord, we just pray that you would... Uh, You'd, you'd give them every resource that, 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 that they need. We just bless them today, not just me and Deb, but as a whole church, Lord. We say, Lord, this is your doing. Lord, this is good in your eyes. And, Lord, we are, we are uh, just blessing them today. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, Lord, I thank you for Rachel and Ben's servant heart. I thank you, God, that they've already shown that they could do such a um, job in caring for your people, Lord. It's not a job, but in raising up yeah. new leaders, in, 
in seeing this church grow and make an impact on our community. Lord, we just pray that as a church together, we would continue to serve behind them. Lord, I just pray that even today, you would inspire us as we're sitting in the church pews, ways of how we can be behind them to serve. It may only be in a little way. It's not a pressure job, Lord. It's just hearing your voice and doing what you ask. And Lord, I pray that today would be the start of even a greater serving in our church here, Lord. And people would feel you wooing them and causing them to come behind Ben and Rach in a greater way, Lord. We say we want to be a church that affects this community. We want to be a church, Lord, that carries your word and your love. Greater love has no is, is no greater than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. And we thank you, Lord, for the, the serving and the laying down of life that Ben and Rach will do ahead. Amen. Ben and Rach, I'm going to pray for you. And um, uh, before I do, I just felt yesterday I was praying and God often speaks to me just with pictures and images and I get words from that. It was two things. As, as we pray for you, a new anointing comes upon you today. That's a mantle. And I had the, the image of a coat, putting on a coat. So, and it was like, you know, when the, I think it's the uh, US Open golf or the PGA, I can't remember which one it is, whether we're put on the green jacket at the end. You get to put on the jacket at the beginning. And it's like today you put on a new coat. And with that coat, that mantle, that anointing, comes the enablement and the ability and the power to do what God has called you to do. I was in Mount Isa two weeks ago. It was a 10-year anniversary of inducting a pastor into the church in Mount Isa. And the pastor was talking about the fact that it was on that day when I prayed for them and talked about the mantle, talked about the anointing, something came alive in him, something changed in him and he knew in that moment and 10 years later we're going, look what the Lord has done and it'll be great in 10 years we'll go, look what the Lord has done and um, so a coat, you put on a coat today, both of you. And the second thing was a pen. Now, I know we do stuff on computer, but let's go back. <laughs> and the image of a pen. God said to me, he's putting a pen in your hand to write the next chapter of the history of this church. Now, I know it's not just you, it's but, but as leaders in this house, you will write the history. What will be the history? This next season which is an incredibly powerful privilege and an awesome sense of responsibility. But you get to write the history. And I wonder in 10 years, 20 years, and I, I believe it's going to be a long chapter. Yeah. I believe it's God's intention that this be a long chapter that will be incredibly fruitful. And so with that, I just want to pray for you both. Okay. In fact, why don't you all stand in this moment? Just stand. Put your hand towards this couple and their family. You know, this, this has implications for them as a family. It's not just this wonderful couple, but for their kids. So God, today as we lay our hands upon Ben and upon Rachel, we thank you for this couple. We thank you, Lord, for your hand and your call upon them. And today we set them apart. 
we set them apart, particularly for this next season as they take on now the leadership of this church. And in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your anointing to come upon them now. Let that mantle, let that coat come upon them now. In the name of Jesus, let there come a new sense of anointing, of authority, of power in the Holy Ghost, I pray today in Jesus' name. Lord, that you will give revelation and strategy and idea and vision and the enablement, Lord, to do all that you have purposed in this house to do. Lord, I pray for their children, Lord. I pray for each one of them. Let your blessing be upon them, Lord, and just uh, keep them, Lord. Let them grow up in the house, loving you and loving your house, I pray in Jesus' name. So today we set them apart in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Yeah, come on. So... Others want to, uh, what do you want to do, Jen? Would others? Just if we, maybe if we all just gather around, maybe get a little bit of a hand on here somewhere. We're just going to, we're going to do something Pentecostal. We're going to pray in tongues for a while. And we're just going to believe God's going to speak. And uh, because there's, it's a collective thing. There's a team behind Ben and Rach. And um, we're on a journey and it's starting, as, as Gary said, a new chapter. If anyone wants to just encourage Ben and with a prophetic word, Ben and Rach, uh, as I was sitting there this morning, I got a very clear picture of a road and you and the children were walking forward on that road to a new place. But up ahead, there were two Russian tanks and they were careering towards you with real intention. And you all, plus the children, put your hands up in the air to the Lord it wasn't surrendered to the enemy, it was surrendered to the Lord. And then as they got closer and closer, suddenly they stopped. And the men got out of the tanks crying like babies. Then they fell on the ground to worship the Lord. And the, the, the picture is that some of your worst adversities and adversaries will be your best opportunity for the kingdom. Amen. Just as I was um, seeking the Lord again this morning, specifically for you guys, I felt him um, directing me to, to Matthew 14, the story of Jesus walking on the water as like a, a prophetic vision of what's to come. And um, so in this, in this story, um, us as a, as, as a church, we're the disciples in the boat. And obviously Jesus is Jesus. And I'll, there's, there's a lot to unpack, but I'll, try, I'll give you the headlines, right? Jesus... And, and there's an invitation there for you guys to be like Peter. Jesus turns up in a way that no one, no one had ever seen before. This is something that's going to happen. He's going to turn up in a way that we've never seen. We, we, we have no idea. We, we've never experienced it before. The, the disciples all freaked out. We all had no idea. We're all freaking out in the boat. And Jesus gives two commands. So he says two things. He says, the first thing he says is, be brave or be strong, be courageous. 
do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. This, this next season that's coming, Jesus is going to turn up in a way we've never, we've never seen him like this before. Do not be afraid. Be courageous. The next thing he says, a couple of verses later, he says, come and join me. Come and join me. I'm out, I'm out here in the water doing something we've never seen. Come and join me. It's an invitation. Step out of the boat. Come and join. And you know what we... What, what the story doesn't actually share is about the rest of the disciples in the boat. In this vision, it was like us as the church. We, we didn't get out. It doesn't, doesn't say what happened with, you know, the rest of us didn't. But, 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 but if, you get, if you can imagine the rest of us in the boat seeing Jesus walk on the water is one thing. We can, we can sort of accept, okay, Jesus is Jesus. He can do anything. But then when we see Peter walk on the water, when we see you guys get out of the boat doing something we've never seen, following Jesus. Just imagine how that makes the rest of the disciples go, yeah, I can do that too. I'm, I'm, I'm coming too. And so, God, we just pray right now for courage. We pray for courage in this next season, Lord. We pray that they would hear your voice, that your voice says, come and join me in this next season. Come and join me walking on water. Lord, they would obey your voice and step out. Step out in faith. This next season will be a season stepping out in faith that the rest of us are going to follow them. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Yeah, I, I just had three prayers for your life, Ben and Rachel. Uh, and I've known Ben since he was this age. I helped him. I showed him how to uh, dig sweet potatoes when he was six years old. But my three prayers were that you would love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and that's come to pass. I prayed that he would not disappoint his mother, and that has come to pass. He has not disappointed his mother. And I prayed that he would find a faithful wife who would stick with him, and that has come to pass. So church... You are in good hands. And you've got a great crew around you with all these other leaders. Man, I'm like Gary. If I didn't have, haven't, wasn't coming to this church, I'd come to this church. <laughs> yeah, Ben and Rach, as I was praying this morning as well for you guys, uh, God put a word on my heart from the book of Colossians, and it's about the supremacy of Christ. And in that uh, passage, chapter 16 and 17, I believe it is, all things have been created through him and all things have, be cre have been created for him. And it's our prayer that it is Christ living through you that will impact this community, that it's Christ's name glorified in your family and in your relationship as a family unit, that Christ would be glorified. It's our prayer that Christ living through you in this house that his name will be glorified and that people will see that and give him glory. And so, Father, we do pray that by your spirit and by your power, Lord, that you would be manifested in this place. My hope point, church, may the Curtin family, Lord God, be a beacon on a hill because your life is living through them. 
God, when people think about Hope Point, when people think about Pastor Ben and Rach, Lord, we pray that they would think about Jesus because your name is just glorified in this place. You deserve all glory and praise this morning. We gave you the praise you deserve, God, but we pray that that would continue, that you would be glorified more and more. And as we see miraculous things in this house, that people would know it is the name of Jesus that heals. It is the name of Jesus that saves because, God, all things are through you and all things are for you. We declare in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, Ben and Rachel have a picture of uh, Jesus coming into Jerusalem, riding on a donkey. And there's palm branches and, and all sorts of cloaks being put down on the ground. And um, the little donkey carrying Jesus, do you think for one moment that all the uh, hosannas and hallelujahs and praise the Lords were for him? No, they were for Jesus. And, and your role as you take leadership of this church is to carry Jesus and, and, and to, take, to take him everywhere that he needs to go and for you to just be humble and watch what happens and play your part and reflect God in everything that you do. So, Lord, I just want to pray for them this morning. I just want to thank you for them, Lord. Lord, I just lift them before you and I ask, Lord, that you would put your mantle upon them. You would give them a mantle of authority. That you would give them a mantle of vision. Lord, your word says your people perish without vision. Lord, let them have a very clear vision of where we need to go as a people. And let them, give the, let them have the courage. Be not afraid, for I am with you. Be not afraid, for I am your God. Let them lead, let, let them lead Lord, with a passion. And Lord, I pray that you would give these people, all these people that are here and those that are yet to come, Lord, that they would follow behind and they would support and they would encourage and they would uplift in prayer. And Lord, I pray also that, that Ben and Rach, Lord, would have a heart for prayer, that Lord, they're, 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 uh, would be on their bended knee before you, Lord, that there would be a well-worn path to the foot of the cross. And Lord, that their thoughts... And their vision would come direct from the heart of God. Lord, I just lift that before you today and, and praise you, Lord, for this couple. In Jesus' name. Well, let's give Ben and Rach a big welcome into the new role. What... What amazing, what amazing kids to, to uh, keep going through all that. Judah, well, well done. Thank you, Rach. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. We're looking forward to the years ahead. And um, Gary's going to bring the message today. I just want to thank Gary, too, for all his uh, love for this church, all his support for us, for myself and Deb and the team.